Welcome back to The Unpolished with your hosts, Angela and Kendall. Let's get into it, shall we? Howdy. We are back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are we going to talk about this week? What's what's our uh, current hyperfixations? Yeah. So first off, tell me what's going on in your mouth. What's the dental (laughs) stitch? Here's the deal. So I have never had to get my wisdom teeth taken out because they've just been like lodged back there. And I was told that I essentially have chiclet teeth and they're so large that they never had room to come in. So they just been like dormant. I never got them out like a normal teenager. Right. And, uh, over the last week I've been like, I feel like one of them is coming through, but I was like, that's crazy. Like there's no way at the right age of 32. At the ripe age, 33, the oh. year of our Lord, I reach back there. And so I have Clint, like this was probably last week. I have him put his finger back there. Cause I was like, I need you to tell me if you feel anything. And he's like, um, so he puts his finger way back there. He's like, right. I don't even know what I'm feeling, bro. <laughs> um, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm feeling. And I'm like, we'll feel the other side. And he was like, oh, actually, now that you have the two sides to compare, like this little sketch, but I was like, do you feel a tooth coming out? He's like, no, 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 I don't. But then I've been feeling like, mm, like this kind of pressure. And this morning I put my finger back there. My fingernail hits tooth. Like, it's not like this is gums. Like there is a tooth and it's like way the freak back there. Mm-mm. And I'm like, okay, so June and I are both teething right now. Got it. <laughs> um, I freaked out. I called my dentist because I'm like, okay, this is a big deal. First of all, I just went into the dentist a couple months ago and they were like, yeah, all good. So I'm like, okay, do I need to find a new dentist? Because how did someone not clock that the biggest tooth that you have is like emerging? Yeah. Um, And anyway, so I called my dentist today. They're closed for the holidays. I don't know how much I should be freaking out about this, but I'm like a tooth is fully coming through in the back of my mouth that has no business being there. But I'm also like 0% of me wants to go in and have my wisdom teeth removed at this age. I'm delicate. Yeah, no, I would I would say she'd have to stay. So like, I, so she can't stay. I don't know. We'll just see. But I was like, okay, wow. we're, we're going to anyway. So that's my medical emergency. That's not, not quite great. an emergency. Not great. But- as, as if this part of the year isn't so disorienting like from december 26 to december 31st i'm just like who am i what do i like like i just i can't get it together elise myers is one of my favorite um creators uh she most famously is on tiktok but she's also on instagram or whatever and she was just like every single year i feel this pressure going into the next year so if you're like me and you feel that way like i have felt like this since i was little i don't necessarily feel pressure i just feel like you know, when you wake up from a nap that you didn't expect to take, which says no mom ever, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm never sleeping, but back in the day and you're just like, where am I? Like, am I yes. chronically ill? Like you just, yeah, it feels sort of like that. But I actually saw someone today who was like, let me just give you the best piece of advice I have. Just disappear between yeah. Christmas and New Honestly. Year's because yeah. they were like, yeah, some people are working. Some people are already like trying to you know, start their resolutions. I, I, so anyway, so we need to just disappear yeah. for a few days. So people don't have expectations of us. Yeah. Gotta go. Gotta go. 
Um, I'll simply exit myself out of my own life for a week. Yeah, I'm I'm busy. Speaking of something that's consumed my life is yeah. something that I didn't take. I, I'm I'm so bummed I I wasn't on the train about this, but I want to talk about my first hyperfixation. Are you familiar with the brand Bon Maman? It's a jam brand. It's got the red and white yes. gingham lid. Yes. They did yes. an advent calendar where they they did a, a spread every day and people could buy the advent calendar with these tiny little one. Oh my gosh, this is the most niche thing. Yeah. Of but I life. Had, yeah. I had two friends that that don't know each other that were following this like day to day and doing their reviews on socials of like what they felt about the jam. I'm not even a big jam girly, but the way that I was sucked into this freaking advent calendar. So are I there mean, 12 different flavors or 24? 25. 25. They have yeah. 25 different flavors of this? Yes. And so it would be like lime orange spread. And then one, my friend Meredith, shout out Meredith, um, Moop Stoop on TikTok, she would put it on her little English muffin and give a little rating and talk about the jam, talk about the notes that are coming through. And and then my friend Alyssa Menace was doing it on her stories. She would just post the jam and do like a simple zero to 10 scale. And the way that I woke up every morning being like, what does everyone think about their jam? I wasn't even eating these, this jam. I just was consuming other people eating the jam. Why do I feel like this is like Harry Potter's every flavor jelly bean? Like it was how so are satisfying. there 25 flavors? Yeah, it was so satisfying. I mean, the, the way that they would pop it out of the little pocket and it's just a that thimble is size. Yeah, and it's in a glass bottle. In the So in, was it like enough for one piece of toast? Yes. Like, it, what it, are it we cover, talking about? It could cover, it's probably the size of a shot glass, but there's, okay. and then the, the spreads were pretty unique. So it would be like strawberry rhubarb mint or honey hazelnut or whatever. So it was just okay, kind of unique okay. flavor combinations. I was vibing. So good like job. adult Nutella. Yes. Good job, okay. Bon Maman. But what's on your mind? What's over there? Um, okay, I told you about this girl, but Barb Schmidt. Okay. She is what is her peaceful Barb? Peaceful, peaceful underscore Barb. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell the people. <laughs> no, you need this. She's this older woman, which we all know my like hyperfixation with older women right now in general in a non-weird way. Um and she just smiles. And like gives you life advice and ways to handle different things or look at things a different way. And it is like taking a Xanax. Like, I'm just like, life is going to be okay. I, I didn't know me. if it was going to be seconds before I watched this video, but now I'm, I'm quite sure that I'll make it. Yeah. Kendall sent me four of her reels in a row and I was like, okay, got it. Like, let me, let me tap into peaceful barb and see what we're cooking. And I was not disappointed. It was the sweetest woman. She gives kind of like Southern living vibes. Like she she gives kind of Martha Stewart vibes a little bit, but she's just so warm, I guess without the jail <laughs> and the like <laughs> the criminal past. That Martha the Stewart. like deep embezzling. <laughs> yeah. What, what was, what did Martha Stewart go to jail for? Wasn't it embezzling? I think so. Oh. I don't know. Maybe she didn't pay her taxes or something. Struck justice. Yeah. Oh, insider trading. Yeah, pretty much. Peaceful underscore Barb is just giving the sweetest little. Uh, Angela, little... Angela messaged me back and was like, peaceful Barb 2024. Yeah, like, for me, <laughs> we need to swear her in. 
yeah it's it's going great for her and thank thank goodness she deserves it and she's just spreading some wisdom so check her out if you just need like a little pick me up from like a borrowed grandma okay Okay. what's next on my list is gypsy rose's release from jail so gypsy rose let me fill in the people gypsy rose is one of my favorite criminal cases to exist because i am obsessed with Munchausen's by proxy. So Munchausen's by proxy is when somebody is mentally ill and they make someone sick so that they they are needed. Oh, yeah. So it usually comes into the form of mother-daughter, mother-child. It is like a sub-theme in the movie Sixth Sense. Um, It's covered in Sharp Objects on HBO and the book uh, Sharp Objects by, what's her name? The one that, hold on, I'm going to just look this up. Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. Anyways, yes. all you need to all you need to know is that Gypsy Rose's mother was faking that she had cancer and got all these doctors to believe that Gypsy Rose, her daughter, had cancer and had all these ailments. She was wheelchair bound. She had like all these different injections. All of it was faked. Okay, so, so I that- forget. I forget. Was let me was you Gypsy in. Rose in on that? Like, did she think no. she had cancer? Was she no, 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 like no, no, Ponzi no. scheming? Let me, let me, no, okay, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, let me, sorry, let me get sorry, into sorry. it. So, so from, from a young child, I mean, she's like two, three, four. This is all that she's ever known. She is the only child of this woman. Dad's not in the picture and mom is mentally ill um, and creating all these GoFundMes for Gypsy Rose, all of these things. So Gypsy Rose knew no different up until she got into her teens in which she was like, realizing her mother was creating her ailments also i mean she was having symptoms and side effects by taking medication and doing chemo treatments that her body didn't need so she actually was having some problems but it was all like created by her mom so i i mean this story there's so many things mother dearest was a documentary that was made about it if you type in gypsy rose blanchard you will find i'm just doing the skim skim like the skinny but why she's on my mind right now is, okay, so fast forward, spoiler alert. So fast fast forward me if you don't want to know, but this case is pretty old because she's been in. So what happened was once she got into her high school year, she was not allowed to have any social media. She was like really locked down because mom didn't want people to know that this was all fake. But Gypsy Rose in real time is finding out that her mom has been poisoning her and is like trying to seek connections to people outside of this toxic environment that she's growing up with. So her mom does allow her, her mom wants her to be almost a forever baby. And that's a a big part of the illness is like wanting to be needed by this person, wanting to feel like somebody depends on you. So she was getting off wheeling, yeah, (laughs) wheeling Gypsy Rose around, right? And she wanted, and Gypsy Rose spoke in this like very high pitched voice and like, this is giving Britney Spears under, under uh, conservatorship. conservatorship. Yeah. Yes. She was stunted in her maturity because she was only allowed access to like Disney films and stuff. It was just very creepy, very sad. And so she was allowed to go to a Disney convention with her mom, obviously. So she's going to these conventions. Somehow she does meet a, a person her age, like a, a high, the 16 year old boy. She and her mom have a shared Facebook account, red flag central. And <laughs> She, because she's not allowed to have her own socials. She somehow, and you guys, I might be like misremembering some of the details. So just go with me. This is the basis of the story. This is the new story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just, just walk with me. So somehow she does get access to talk to this guy and they start having this long distance relationship. He is her age. He's age appropriate. He does like feel bad for her. She's explaining to him what's going on. 
and they make a plan to kill her mom together. Oh my god. They they hot. Yeah. So so boyfriend comes over. They go through with the plan. They take they get out of there. He whisks her away. They run away to a hotel. I think her fatal flaw was that she sent the knife via USPS that she used to like her her boyfriend killed the killed the mom by stabbing. She sent the knife to the hotel. Like she tried to get rid of the weapon, but she sent it in the mail, and I'm pretty sure it was found. What are you? What? Listen, she does not have. You're an not going to just like she doesn't. Have you're not going to do. But she's going to go to you usps like she i'm not even know. sure i knew how to send something in yeah. usps till i was in college yeah I she's like know. oh instead of digging a hole my in girl the gypsy woods. yeah my girl gypsy did okay. make some didn't make some mistakes a big glaring one was she also hopped on the shared facebook and she wrote and this is the iconic line that bitch is dead as her facebook status <gasps> so fast okay. forward we're, we're, <laughs> no this story we're, we're, we're I, like the knife know. is the thing well no no so no 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 so people are literally people are commenting on this and is like are you okay gypsy Gypsy yeah they're like are you okay gypsy what's going on did you get hacked and gypsy's high off freedom and she's like no like she doesn't i don't think she directly says i killed my mom but she she did say that bitch is dead which i think about that is my roman empire i think about that all the time anyway she does get caught because on uh, like camera footage of her going in the hotel with the with the boyfriend blah 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 and she gets charged and she has been in jail. So she has been released. So mom, you know, is dead. I don't know if, let me see, Gypsy Rose. So everyone is thrilled that she is released and feels like she was released from prison early. So this is real time. 10-year prison sentence early after mother's murder. Okay. And when I tell you, I am waiting, you guys, pins and needles for her to tell her story. Because Should we so get her on far, the pod? Oh, as if we can bag Gypsy Rose Blanchard. <laughs> I'm, obvi- I'm obviously joking. I don't think it's in the cards for us. Gypsy, but... if you can hear us, we'd love but, to have you oh, on the Dang it, I have 6% left. How did that happen? <laughs> Damn it. I got to okay, save this. Just... And I have to save this and hop off and charge my computer. Oh, my dear God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just leave Sorry. this in. But what I would give to have Gypsy Rose on the pod is like – my everything my life my blood so she just got released and people are waiting to hear her story from her point of view apparently she was very polite and well like smart and well liked in prison and go off gypsy i mean god bless go off gypsy i'm ready for freedom gypsy tells people in an exclusive interview i'm ready to expand (laughs) and i think that goes for every facet of my life I want of nothing course, but good she's things. literally only had fake cancer or been in jail. Like what a yeah. life. Um, so it says, yeah, so I was I was trying to see, I'm literally out of breath from going downstairs and getting an iced coffee, but <clears throat> Gypsy was sentenced to 10 years in prison in July of 2016. Um, blah, 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 blah. She's released after she served 85% of her sentence. And her sentence was controversial. People were like believing that she was a victim. So she should not have gone to prison or you know maybe just like on what's it called when you do like community service but anyways i know but the judicial system can't just be like well if your mom is mean you can kill her like yeah Um, okay so how old is she now uh i think she's like our age let me see because if 2016 she was 16 oh wait she's 32 yeah she's 32 oh my gosh 
She'd be friends um, with us. It's going to be fine. We can July accept 27th, a lot of colorful stories. Oh, is she a Leo? Let me see. 27th Zodiac. Um, yeah, she's a Leo. Go off. Okay, well, only like a Fire Leo. Queen. Only a Leo would text that bitch be dead. <laughs> that bitch is or dead. Or make a status. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So we love my... I wouldn't say a hyper fixation only in the fact that this is a continual fixation, but I want to talk about fashion and a few things I know for coming into January, right. Or like being in January coming into the new year, a lot of people are like, I want to spruce up my closet. You include it where you're like, okay, new year, new me, let's go. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one, I have two thoughts here, but one is I saw something where someone like printed all of their Pinterest photos based on things that they already own and put them on a cork board in their closet. Mm. So that like not aspirational fashion of like, this is coming down the runway. Right. But like based off of things that they already own. So like looking in Pinterest and being like, okay, white trousers, making up an item, white trouser outfits, And then like looking at stuff that she connected to, she's like, okay, I like this. I like this styling, like whatever, put them all up on a cork board in her closet so that when she's getting dressed, she sees the inspiration. It's not even like, let me look through my phone and like, whatever. It's like physically there. If you go to CVS now, I don't know if you guys are like, you know, print photos anymore, but I was actually really shocked. I did some for Christmas and you can just walk into a CVS, connect your phone through like iCloud, essentially mm-hmm. not iCloud, um, airdrop or whatever. Yeah. And then just print them straight from your phone for like 20 cents a piece. Yeah. It's honestly, it, it reminds me of people's fear of the post office. We're just like, as millennials, we're like, what do we do? I'm scared. It's actually not so scary. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. <laughs> the I have main to talk question to a real person. I'm terrified. Yeah. It feels antiquated or just like a little bit out of reach. It's honestly not as bad. Like it's a, it's an errand I put off, but I've also done that where you just connect in real time and it's pretty seamless. So yeah. So anyway, so that is your challenge. If you're like, instead of going and buying more, which, which listen, go off if you're like hey i'm about to take my christmas money and let it burn sure um for the fashion cause and i'm in full support of this mission but if you're like all right i've got some items in my closet that i still love i just don't know what to do with them or i want to get a little bit more creative hit up your cvs hit up your walgreens print some photos you don't even have to have a cork board you could literally like tape them on your wall in a empty space but i think that was a really cool idea and then within the fashion realm, my hyperfixation has been belts. Okay. I feel like mm-hmm. this is going to be the year of the belts. We've yeah. just gone through a huge, like quiet luxury minimalism kind of thing where it's like the, you know, neutral colors, the matching sets, like whatever. Okay. On top of me thinking that color is going to rear its head very hard for us coming this next year, which Angela is like, singing from the rooftops, waving her flags around. But I think belts are going to be a really huge thing because even for the items that you have in your, like jeans and a tee, okay. A really cool belt immediately upgrades it. And I feel like we were kind of scarred by the belts of the, like of our growing up, right. The like 2000s belts were like, absolutely not. I'm not wearing a belt. 
This is not I'd where argue, we are today. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd argue that there's some Y2K inspiration that is like kind of a nod in into that generation. It's both exhilarating and fear producing. Um, but what I love about belts too is if you're a pants girly or a dress girly, you can wear a belt no matter what. Like, I'm not much, I like pants on other people, but pants, like, I'm more of a dress girl overall. And yeah. so the fact that a belt can be thrown onto any outfit, a sweater, a blazer, a pants and shirt, a dress, a skirt, it's, it's truly, she's that girl. So I'm she excited. She is that girl. So here are my recommendations of where to look for a belt these this mm. is just based off of my personal preference of where i have gotten belts or looked at belts so i mean pick your avatar accordingly but um i love dish which is d-i-i-s-h mm. um they have some really great belts there's another brand that's called below the belt oh cute love those and i've actually purchased a belt from there quality is amazing um and then Etsy has a lot, like if you look up vintage belts or even modern belts, like there's so many people who are doing these incredibly cool small batch belts where they're not like, Hey, I'm not going to have a whole belt company. Right. Right. But they are making these incredible pieces that are super unique. So if there's, you know, some keywords that, you know, you're looking for color style, whatever, look on Etsy. Um, and then there's one, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'll spell it, but it's race. It's R E I S S. Oh, Reese. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Reese. Great okay. resale value. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. anyway, so then if you don't want it later, you can resell it for good money on Poshmark. So, um, anyway, I think that belts are really the thing and it's just taking what you already have and sprucing it up with accessories is key to me key i'm also in my accessory era i have felt a little lost in the postpartum sauce and so rediscovering myself has been so exciting to like put on tights i'm really into brown tights i saw this extremely convincing video of a it was a side-by-side -side of a girl drying on trying on brown tights and black tights on, with the same skirt same outfits and just the brown was so much it's like a brown mascara it's just a, a softer version which fits a more of a softer essence in my dressing and the more I lean into that the more I feel like me and so if you are more of like a girly twirly try brown tights but also they're kind of hard to find so I'll tell you if I find success and I'll be it shouting. also kills me that tights are coming back in like I love tights I, I know them. they're so feminine, so cute. But for a while, that was like, tights okay, granny. Right. Tights were out. And now oh, they're you know showing up everywhere. Everywhere. You know what else I'm really into? I just found out this, um, the the neckline name, Queen Anne neckline. Have you heard of that? It's kind of a combination. No, between catch me looking this up. Queen Anne neckline. The reason I got into it was because Madison LaCroix on Southern Charm. Oh, fun fact, if you're listening to this, I literally named my child after a name that I learned about on Southern Charm, Shep. That's how okay, I got Okay, I didn't know about that, so. Yeah. Shep Rose is the one of the main anchors of that show. He's been on it for 10 years. I don't stand by his unsavory actions, but his name is cute, and that's where the inspo to my child was named. Oh, yes. Okay. Anyway, yes. Queen Anne neckline is very cute. It's like kind of a square round neckline, very feminine. Um, I'm really into open necklines because I have such a giant chest. And so if I do anything like a turtleneck, I just, it's not flattering on me. So, I mean, my favorite quote from Angela was, uh, I'm the only girl who could have cleavage in a polo. Yeah. Full on. Like, 
you know, so she has to be careful on her necklines. Absolutely. Um, as a member, proud also, member yes. of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, I am jealous, but. Um, I don't know what's going on with my algorithm, but I've been targeted for this like small titty brand. That's like, if you have small boobies, listen up. I'm like, where in my anything that I've searched tells you that? <laughs> like, how do I get off of here? Because I don't this, need a training bra, sweetie. I'm all I... set. Like, I don't have, a, this is just not, I'm not the target demo. I don't know. It is chasing me down. Do you guys ever have an ad that is like, I swear to you, I have seen this ad a hundred times. Like, it is haunting my dreams and I need, I need to get her away. I don't know how it has entered my realm, but couldn't be for me. So well, send the brand to me. <laughs> I'll have to see. You'd think I would know more about it. I'm just like repulsed that it keeps finding me. You're like, I don't know what this brand is, but well, they I'm just stalk me. I've just, yeah, I, that's my own rant, but I, I hate nothing more than when I see something cute on someone else and I go to fall, I follow the LTK and it's just like not in my size. Like they just don't even make it. I'm like, yeah, well, there's I, not a letter on the alphabet that can yeah. accommodate for those cups. Right. So anyways, um, what else do I want to tell you guys? And then I'm going to butt on out of here. Oh, <laughs> then I'm leaving. <laughs> um, Okay. This is very niche drama and extremely lowbrow, but I just have to fill the people in. So one of my favorite podcasts is, besides our own, is Cancelled by Tana Mojo and Brooke Schofield. Tana Mojo is a YouTuber. She is 10 years younger than me and no, like eight, but she has been on the, she got famous by being on YouTube, explaining that she had a stalker when she was in high school and she done a multi-series video. She's extremely captivating. She's a storyteller at heart. I understand why she has, I mean, like 6 million people following her and like very famous, whatever. She has a podcast called Cancelled that I watch in real time. Like I wait for the drop and it's just getting better and better. The first season, Brooke Schofield, her best friend is her co-host and I needed some warming up to Brooke. I didn't know Brooke. I'm like, I'm here for my girl, Tana. So it was sort of like, uh, I don't know. I was a little bit skeptical. I've turned to love her, love, love, love her. And they are very much yin and yang. Like Brooke is very like clean girl aesthetic, very poised, elegant, like careful. Tana is like in a oversized t-shirt, Cheetos, vaping on mic. Like they are very yin and yang. Anyways, okay. So fast forward. They use code names for the people that they date, which is typical of a lot of those different type of like Call Her Daddy, all those different type of podcasts use code names for the guys that they want to talk about, whatever. So Brooke was talking about this guy, Mr. DC. She only dated him for a little bit, but she kind of mentioned him a little bit. She's a she's more private. Tana's way more out there on mic with her stuff. But intermittently, Matt Reif, a comedian that kind of blew up really fast, white boy, kind of annoying, whatever. He's fine. He's he's most known because he's extremely handsome. And so he has a pretty large female demographic. And he is famous for shitting on his demographic, like hates that he has all these girls. I mean, and everyone's like, oh, poor you. Like the most coveted demographic out there is flocking to your shows. And you're like, but I want the attention of other men. Anyways, he's annoying. So we're sorry, Prince Charming. Your right. life must suck. But he is selling out. He is making that money, like like world tour, whatever. So he's doing well, right? He comes onto their podcast and the vibe is kind of weird. But like I had never seen his content like off of – I honestly have never seen his show. He's most known, I guess, for his crowd work. He's pretty good off the cuff. But he was recording a stand um, 
a stand-up that was going to be on Netflix, a special, whatever. But before that, he was doing promo. And so he's on the canceled show, right? The vibe was kind of weird. And Tana was definitely kind of grilling him. And so the comments, I made my way to Reddit. I'm like, what's going on here? Um, it's kind of weird, kind of weird vibes. Fast forward, Matt Ryan. Mr. DC. Well, exactly right. Exactly right. My my girly that sees the end of the line here. But let me let me explain how this all got passed on or like how this all got brought to light. So Matt gets in real hot water because he's been doing all this promo to release his special. And he opens his special with a domestic violence joke. Eh. In this climate, no. no way. And it is, it goes poorly for him. Okay. He's talking about women with black eyes get in the kitchen. I mean, it is bad, bad to the bone, right? Also, I found my way into social analysis of why that joke doesn't work for him when it works for other comedians. So I'm a big fan of Theo Vaughn. Oh gosh, Theo this Vaughn. this really this really no no is I'll, going get back, I'll get back I'll get back I'll get back I'll back. You know what? It's my own podcast, so I can do what oh, I want. I, I'm not so rushing Theo, you. I'm just dying. I'm like okay. Well, I got to explain. Yeah. So like Theo Vaughn is somebody that's known for being very out of pocket, but he is so he is able to take. They, there's a famous quote that's uh, from another comedian that says, "You can offend the audience if you take them with you." Meaning if you already have that rapport, they already know who your character is, you can kind of cross that line through a social contract and right. people will be on board. Like we're all friends here. Matt does like, not have yeah. that. He's also, okay, another famous one is, I don't remember these dudes. It doesn't even matter. But another one does almost like a character where he's being an offensive character. And because people know it's not him, he's actually doing satire about people like who he's performing as right it also works matt is neither of those things he's not taking the audience how did that make it through his like pr team too many yes like how is it too many yes men so anyways i don't know what's going on but it is a flop he is getting made fun of left and right um there is a plastic surgeon that is that kind of like insinuates that he had Matt Reif as his as his client he of course can't you know for HIPAA say but he said something he made a TikTok that was something like famous comedian saying they didn't have a jaw you know a, a new jaw when he was in my seat last week or whatever Matt Reif knows it's about him and like a dummy comments and it's like it's illegal to talk about my medical information it's like he wasn't oh. mentioned by name so he is oh, getting wow. messy in the comments you guys messy he is just he is dishing it he can't take it okay back to Brooke and Tana so Brooke and Tana then go up so they had already recorded that in that episode with Matt Reif it was kind of weird vibes, but whatever. People move on. Then he has this domestic violence flop, as he should. And then people are, like, really roasting his character, whatever. Then they kind of go on and they're like, hey, you know, we want to talk about how we did have him on our show. Sometimes jokes aren't funny. We understand that. But he's – Brooke is basically saying he's a fine guy. Like, I don't think he deserves – she's almost being a Matt Rife apologist. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brooke. So things are not going well for her either. We're like, what's going on? Tana is like – covering her mouth, having a hard time. And Brooke's like, I know Tana wants to say more, but I'll just say like, I, I just think he made a bad move, but let's move on. Fast forward a couple more episodes. Don't talk and- about my boyfriend like that. Well, and Brooke says, you know what? Let's send it because guess what? He was Mr. DC and Matt Reif and her were dating. He pretended he didn't know her when he went on their podcast. He acted it was the first time he- while they were sleeping together. And he acted as if he didn't know her, acted like, oh, hey, my name's Matt. 
on air when they were texting an hour before the episode, like, hey, are you coming over? Like, miss you, babe. Uh, excuse me. He also goes on the Stiff Socks podcast, some other random dudes, and talks about how he doesn't like the way that her genitals look. Says it out loud, doesn't oh. name her, literally saying she is an Audi, looks like God left the tag on her. Disgusting <gasps> behavior. Disgusting. Then Brooke, so so then Brooke is like, he okay, so Matt's then being pretty public with his girlfriend, but she's tracing it back. She's like, wait a second, when did they start dating? Because I think that I was dating him when they... so she messages this girl and it's like, hey, I'm not here to start drama, but I think that me and Matt were talking when you guys were talking, and I would just love to like explain like what I have to tell you so we can be honest with each other. Brooke has been then placed in a group chat. Seven other women, no. all in a group chat. Venn diagrams. This man has been around the USA saying the same message. I miss you, babe. I want to make a life with you in DC. Hence, Mr. DC. Da 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 da. Copying and pasting it to all of these women. And Brooke finally sends it and she's like, Yeah, he was Mr. DC. He did me dirty. He dated me and all these other women at the same time. He made fun of my oh, genitals. <clears throat> Ridiculous. So, so is he gone? Way. Has he evaporated oh, as an entire person? He is, I mean, he is in the dog house collectively. Like, where is he buried? <laughs> I mean, it's bad news bears for him. So then, and he had this really off-color joke where he was basically saying if people are offended by his content, he would send them a link to special, special needs helmets. Like, get a helmet for life. Oh, like, you can't take it. So my. Brooke has the the W of the century when he reaches out to her and she she puts the screenshot on her Instagram and it says, Brooke, this is MR. He reached because he blocked her and she linked him to the special needs helmet. And <laughs> the internet <laughs> went bananas. Is, is, the internet is on Brooke's side. We are team Brooke Schofield in this house. Anyways, I was what a ride. and then all of I'm, the i'm very are you I'm very <laughs> also i mean i'm on the edge of my seat i'm like okay, what good. happens next yeah and everyone was like dogging on him like mr like and then she was like yeah as if he's like jfk like why are you talking like that <laughs> <laughs> anyways i'm gonna send you the i'm gonna dm you the post that brooke wrote so you can look at it later and read the comments but that's my last hyperfixation of the do not mess with a woman listen i I have a friend who figured this out with a male like this as well. She is a like more well-known influencer started dating this other dude who just was like perfect on paper. Right. And she's like, things are getting a little fishy. Like things just kind of aren't adding up. Right. Finds out he's been fully like has a full on girlfriend no. somewhere else. They're living together, okay? No. This isn't like, like they live in the same house, having full, finds out this girl. So then they go on a witch hunt and they're like, who else is out there? Because there's no way he was just doing this to us too. Come to find out he has just like a trail of hoes in different area codes. No, the dear drawn of it all. These shysty men, you guys. Like, But she was like, how? Like we literally eat every meal together. Like we live together. Like, how are you having full on relationship? Guys, it's scary. It's scary out there. Stay safe. Um, but I don't I'm like know how, how, how can men not even remember to take out the trash, but they no, can have like the time, triple lives. The time that this man had. And Matt and Matt and Brooke were neighbors. 
so it's like he was literally having other women like uh, in his house like I'm while she's sick. in the store and then i'm gonna have to like, like knitting and knitting him a christmas sweater yeah and i'm gonna have to i'm just gonna like send you some compilations of like explaining like the vibe that he w- he was so weird on our podcast so anyways he got what was handed to him and screw matt rife no cookies for you glen coco no <laughs> this um, is for sure my element i'm like i can't wait to record next week and be like what else is popping in you're my- like actually can we uh <laughs> record tomorrow during nap time or no? i'm like from jam to gypsy rose to matt rife I know I'm really gonna have to up my game like I I felt like okay here are my I wanted to dole it out because I'm like okay if we're doing this (laughs) once a week like I have to you know I need to spread this out and now I'm like oh "Oh, no this is my new homework like yeah well I mean I just I stay deep into just like the internet dumb like I'm like in the fandom I'm I'm in the reddit I'm just I'm in deep so I always have okay we're gonna end with a um a controversial subject oh what okay. holiday drinks with egg whites oh we already talked about this couldn't be me what is happening no who said who said this thing that came out of a chicken's butt you guys know barf. why don't we mix that with alcohol no hard alcohol and we're gonna whip it up and we're gonna drink it like did some like meathead dude who's like i don't want the calories of a alcoholic drink but I still want to get my protein in was like okay this is what we're doing and just calling it a holiday drink like and then why is an egg white drink so specific to holiday I'm not just talking eggnog I don't even know if eggnog has egg in it does it I don't know I'm being I'm honestly being a hater and I haven't even like stepped into the arena like I haven't I won't even try eggnog like the idea just grosses me out so I'm pretty sure it does have I know it has like milk which you know lactose girly um, cannot i yeah, i shan't. no 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 you know what I've, I've rested my eyes on the first ingredient six large egg yolks no i'm out so <laughs> i just don't understand but there's lots of different drinks that have the egg whites drink sure. and i just Mm-mm. need someone to explain why this yeah. is happening on the flip like, side even if it's good it's it's irreverent yeah it's not great i mean it, it just periodically me and Ken get grossed out by eggs so that might be our own issue but it, I'm certainly not drinking them um on the flip side I tried an espresso martini on your birthday this year for the first time in my oh yeah life. I was I was literally uh, my birthday before we even got Angela we my birthday was in Dallas so Angela gets to come but before we even go everyone meets in Houston so we get in the car from Houston to go to Dallas. Angela meets us there. Before we've even left for Dallas, I introduce everyone to espresso martinis. Mm -hmm. I'm like, some people had had like one before, but I'm saying like, I'm like whipping up espresso martinis. This is a lot of their first espresso martini. I'm like, you don't understand. To get hype and tipsy at the same time like I just don't know how there could be something better especially in our ripe age where like I get tired I have like glasses of wine I'm getting sleepy espresso martini is turn up and we just kept the train going like that was like our drink of choice it didn't matter what time it was like we're still gonna have this if it's midnight and Mm -hmm. just count sheep like I don't know so anyway Angela was introduced and she's not a big like hard alcohol girly like Mm -mm. so 
I was a little bit nervous if you would like this, but you, you were into it. Yeah. Slurp, slurp. I mean, I'll rest my laurels on any type of caffeine is welcome in, in my life right now. And that just hit the spot. I don't think I'd even had a martini before that. So I was living and I love it. And so this is the, this is the season of the espresso martini seasonally, but never eggnog. So never eggnog. That's all she wrote. Come at us. Anyways. (laughs) See you guys next week. Um, if there's something that's on your mind, you wanna you wanna hear us talk about it, let me know. But otherwise, I'll come fresh and ready with new topics next week. You can count on okay, that. Okay. Also, <laughs> also, can I just do a small plug for please ourselves? Please. Yeah. That if you are a listener, you th- this is part of our three part drop all at once, right? If you are a listener and you have liked our podcast, would you please write a review? on whether I guess it's only Apple you can leave a review because we want this to our description of what our podcast is go to the people who do want to hear it and reviews talking about this new type of content would be so helpful for that you know we never ask for this Mm -hmm. but since we are transitioning into a brand new podcast it would truly mean the world for how we continue to be able to record so Yes, we love please, you. please, please. And if you've already left one and it doesn't allow you to, if you can get your sister, your friend, your cousin, your dad, somebody, because we're thirsty, we, please we're, help yeah, us. Listen, it's our only plea. I'm just going to say it how it is. Like sponsorships, 2024. I'm, I'm calling it into existence. Okay. I'm calling it in. I'm yeah. We, we believe in, in you. yeah, we believe in manifestation around here. That's never going anywhere. And so can't wait to see what our sponsors have cooking for us this year. We're pumped. So anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) I I love you. Love you. See you later. That's a wrap from your girls, Kendall and Ange. Thank you for listening. Send this to somebody that you think will like it. XOXO, the unpolished girlies. Bye-bye.